0: All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Barlet's been the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Doseckis, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. Whether you are watching the game or soaking up the last rays of the summer sun, Specs has you covered with lower prices on Texas' largest selection. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. 1 800 707 9760. All right. So speaking of your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones says that, hey, Dak's still having problems gripping the football. I'll still leave the door open a little bit for Sunday. What? Look, Dak will try to be back. In my opinion, Dak will try to be back for Philly. I don't think he's playing uh, Sunday. I think the line kind of reflects that he's not playing Sunday. You know, last time I checked, I think Rams was minus four and a half. Well, actually, it jumped up to five and a half. It's five-and-a-half now. Odd number. I don't know if that's going to make the final cut to be presented tomorrow or not. Uh, but, no, I feel that Dak's going to try to come back from Philly. And, honestly, that's a, that's a tough game to try to come back against. You know, if Philly's defense is leading all teams with most team sacks. Um, and, you know, you got Philly traveling to the big toaster to take on the Cardinals this Sunday. I don't know what Cardinals team is going to show up. That's another team that has been awful in the first half and scoring this season. Now, Collar's stats in the second half, they've been all-world. But in the first half, that's another team that's scoring. But we just focusing with the team in Colorado. Packers, I mean, look, go look at Arizona. They can't score in the first half either. And Kyler Murray, he got paid, too. He whined about it as well. The thing about Kyler Murray pisses me off, every time he gets sacked or throws an interception or something, he turns to the sideline like pouting, like complaining about something. Like, bro, when are you going to pat your chest and say, my bad? I don't know if he's got that locker room all the way. I really don't. But anyway, Philly has them this week, that weekend. So, hey, if there's an upset in the desert, Arizona basically beats Philly. Now you got Philly coming in off a loss pissed off and taking on Dallas. So, to me, Dak doesn't come back to Philly. I wouldn't be surprised if Philly, if he even skips Philly to make sure 100% all the way. There's really no need to rush him back yet. We know that he's the man. We know that he's going to have this job. You know, it's nice for the fan base to make memes and say all that, but nothing's going to happen to Dak, in my opinion, for him to lose his job. Cooper could win the next two weeks. Okay? They just got to make sure they call the same game when he gets back. And I keep saying that to people, what do you mean by that, Calvin? This is what I mean by it. When Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy hear the play coming through their headset, or Kellen sends it in, Mike hears about it, we got a problem, say, oh, wait a minute. They sit back and they think, like, can Cooper Can Cooper do this? Is this the right position to put Cooper in? Can this play work for what he can do? Have those same thoughts with Dak. Don't let the tax bracket change that. If you, if, if, if you go through a school zone and it's 20, and you go through a school zone at 50, but you're driving a Ferrari or a Porsche, your ticket is not higher and more expensive to the guy that just went through it in a pinto. So just because he's in a higher tax bracket, coach call the plays the same way. That's why it's success right now, because they're thinking about every play call that they're putting in to, to, to Cooper Rush. Is this the right can he handle this? Does he know this pack? Give that same thought process to that. Just telling you the truth. Just telling you the truth. What do you got?
1: Well, just you've touched on it before, you know, about the, about how they're running Zeke and Pollard more. One-two punch, putting them both in the backfield together. But that run is also setting up a lot of play action that you don't tend to see a whole lot with Dak. Um and and I think that's really playing into the success of you know giving Cooper the amount of time because you have to keep your defenses honest because you are running the ball more you're having a more balanced offensive attack and it's just because you don't have your fifty million dollar quarterback you know back there that has to perform. To his tax bracket right. So literally in the playbook When you look at how the plays are breaking down Mm -hmm. You know
0: 1-800-707-9760 Some other off the field news too In the NFL um, As we keep it going Uh, Pretty much Mike McDaniels, head coach of the Miami Dolphins Said there's going to be no Outside noise Influence that has anything to do With our decision with Tua What? Yeah it does I told you after Thursday and Friday is asked, well, you ain't going to see Tua for a couple weeks. There was no way in hell he was playing this week because the whole, the whole eyes is on everything. So in a way, I see what McDaniels is saying, but at the same time, I think it's like, come on. The re- y'all got caught with the hand in the cookie jar. There's an ongoing investigation. The bottom line of it is he's going to be in concussion protocol at the minimum for the next two weeks. I don't expect him playing next week. And we'll see if he comes back the third week. They're gonna take extra time with Tua. He's gonna have to be a hundred percent non-foggy and no symptoms ling- lingering. They're gonna be there with like two. They're gonna have about four double uh, double Excel batteries, them big ass batteries and flashlights. They're gonna be flashing his eyes. Like, does this bother you? How about this hot beam? They're gonna send him through so many tests. To make sure he's 100% right before they put him out there. They're going to put one of them lamps on. Hey, is this okay? Go lay in that tanning bed for about 20 see if you got a headache. They ain't screwing up again. They're on a zero tolerance policy. Now, Joe Burrow came out and spoke about concussions. He said that he's had a few that he doesn't really remember the game or kind of what's going on. And the first thing in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, if they don't fix that damn offensive line, your ass is going to get a lot more you don't remember. I mean, he's deal with concussions. So when you hear quarterbacks talk like that, it just still puts more pressure on the NFL to ask themselves, are we doing the right thing? Are we, are we handling this the right way? Are we really being safe? Is our independent doctors, are they on top of it? Okay. We don't have no doctors, and independent doctors that's going rogue and getting paid off by the team just to say we make the decisions. And after what we witnessed last Thursday, I don't think that that's going to be the case. I don't think that's going to be the case. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 at 1300 Zone and Fox South Central Texas and Waco. What's going on? Hey, hey thanks back. for
2: having me, Calvin. Just uh, real quick uh, on the Longhorns. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a Longhorn fan, but I, I still don't see – you know where uh, they've made a lot of headway because you know they scored 28 points in the first half in this last game, and then you know they only scored 10 after that, and they let uh, West Virginia uh, score uh, 10 points, I'm mean, 20 points in the second half. So you know what happened to the all gas part? You know where they should have been laying it on them for the rest of the game. So that remains to be seen. You know where they where they're at, and we'll probably find out when they start playing these better teams coming up. And uh, secondly, on the NFL uh, concerning Tua is, uh, you know, I was listening to uh, this uh, neurosurgeon and he said that after that first concussion on Sunday, that he should have been held out three to four weeks. I mean, forget what he says and, you know, how is he feeling and all this. No, to let the brain heal properly, it should have been three to four weeks. And the guy also said that now with the second one, the guy needs to be out two to three months to let the brain heal. So anyway, I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now if unless he's had some real serious problems with the par- uh the paralysis and all that now they're going to be cautious they ain't lead- they ain't letting his ass stay out for 2 or 3 months. I'll tell you that right now. If he can and I don't think two are going to let it, like at the end of the day and, and really you see not to get too much into it, to bog down into it about it, but if you see that I look at it as the NFL PA and the NFL Owners and everybody wants the other person, you tell them how long he has to be out. We ain't going to tell them the PA wants to lead to make that. No one really wants to make that decision because you're dealing with, again, guys, livelihood. You're dealing with their, you know, progress. You're dealing with it's dealing with money. It's their health. Okay. You can't even have cigarette commercials and billboards in this in this country anymore. That's why you don't see the Marble Man. He just gone. It was a big thing in the 60s, 70s. Riding on his horse with a heater right in his leg. Hey, I'm on a horse, Marble Man. You want to be a man, son? You have one of these. Little did we know they were killing people with cancer. People still smoked a carton of wheat. Sam smokes like damn near three packs a shift. So, hey... It is what it is. So my point is, the, they ain't fooling me. Nobody wants to make the decision to tell Tua how long he has to sit out. That's another thing that's going on behind the scenes, the fight within the fight. 1-800-707-9760. What do you got?
1: Well, just really quick. I said, as far as how he, long he should sit out, there's another conversation going on from TMZ Sports. Uh, Dr. Bennett Omalu. Uh, who's the neuropathologist behind the concussion film, Mm -hmm. uh, said uh, to TMZ Sports that uh, Tua should think about his future and even retiring. Uh, Quoted as saying, if you love your life, if you love your family, you love your kids, if you have kids, it's time to gallantly walk away Go find something else to do.
0: Well, first of all, because AC told me about that the day. I told her that. Did they get the? I thought the guy that they made the the concussion movie. I thought he was. I thought he died or passed away a few years
1: back. <laughs> this is TMZ Sports. I mean, TMZ is one of the best in the business, and this is the guy who. His this is his research that that, that the movie is was it, based off of. So he's
0: the doctor that it was based. On. He's the character Will Smith played. I thought he no, passed I've never away seen the ago. concussion
1: movie. So I mean, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna, ain't seen anything. I, I don't Jonas watch Six. movies. I, we've I, ta- we've I, covered I that. I got it, man. We've covered that. It. But but Omalu said, too. He said, Tua, my brother, I love you. I love you as much as I love my son. Stop playing. Stop. Hang your helmet and gallantly walk away. Sometimes money is not more than a human life.
0: It's true. But I've seen Tony Dorsett do interviews over the last five years, and Tony's health is pretty bad. His motor skills are not as what they used to be. Tony's asked the question two or three times. He'd do it all over again. There's some guys that are really hurting right now with the quality of life that's played this game, and all of them will tell you they will do it all over again. That's the reason why nobody wants to tell these players how long they got to how they got to be out, and that's why they're trying to retool this whole type of policy anyway. Uh, but I just, the reason I brought that up, I disagree with Mike McDaniel. And then you got a guy like Joe Burrow that kind of speaks out and says that, hey, you know, I've dealt with a few concussions that I can't remember, you know, the game or what happened or what's going on, you know, and that's that's more common than most people think anyway. In regards, you know. I mean, I've heard the old old unk, old Shannon Sharp told the story. And I remember the game when the championship game where he got knocked out. And after the game, he didn't remember. He asked the guy, like, everybody was celebrating. He asked his teammate, Rod like, what are we going on? He's like, fool, we're going to the Super Bowl. He's like, what? He didn't even realize what had happened. That's sad, man. But I've heard him tell that story. Like, dude, I don't remember. All I remember because I didn't even know where, you know, what game or why everybody's celebrating. Like, fool, we just won the AFC championship. And that's back in the day when they tell you just throw some dirt on it. Just give him some water. Guys going back in there foggy is all good. All get out. 1 800 707 9760. The Giants, another off the field thing, little subtle move. They're bringing back Landon Collins, you know, to the Giants. He was drafted by them. They're bringing him back. I think he spent his time the last few years in Washington with Commander's World. That's a cesspool down there. But uh, he's going back to the Giants. Look, I like what the Giants are doing on defensively wise. I just think they're probably a quarterback away, you know. Barkley the guy that's basically supposed to be a bust I mean to me I think he's leading the league if I'm not mistaken in Russia he looks like the Barclays, but he looks like he's that guy that was what well, he put a lot of work into all season but I like what they're doing I just think they're quarterback away and then probably some skilled guys and receivers but Landon Collins he should be a good addition to that defense this is the reason why that they're really been three and one I mean it is crazy to think the Giants are three and one you know, to be honest with you, but you are who you are in your record. That's what the great Bill Parcells uh, once taught us. Um, also, uh, what else we got going on here? Um, let's go to the phones here real quick. I want to circle back to the uh, to look at some of the college games and the NBA as well, too. Um, what, we got Barley answering another one.
1: Yeah, he's Oh, okay. All right. Well, hold up, Mike. We'll
0: good Okay, so um, looking at some of the college games, and we'll get to it next segment too. I want to look at some of these series prices. You know, postseason baseball gets going tomorrow early with eleven o'clock. I think first pitch. I forgot who's up first tomorrow, but we'll look at some of these series. Rays and uh, the Guardians, I think, get things going. Uh, but I want to look at some of these series series prices out in the desert, on uh, some of these favors. But postseason uh, baseball gets going um, tomorrow. But let's go ahead. Let's try this. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Waco, Texas. What's going on, Mike?
3: Okay, how you doing today, man? Hey, listen, um, I, 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 I've listened to a lot of, uh, you know, TV talk shows, the ESPN and uh, NFL Network on this Dak uh, 6 situation and up. I've come up with a scenario, and um, I want to see what you think about it, man. Me personally, like I said, Dak Prescott, you know, uh, he didn't really do too good the first, you know, couple of ball games he was out. Uh, Me personally, it's hard to believe I'm saying this uh, because I told you before the season that the Cowboys needed another backup. That was before I seen what Cooper Rush could do. Me personally, at this point, man, I think that they should continue playing Cooper Rush as quarterback of the Cowboys. For the next two to three games until Dak is fully healthy, because you can't expect Dak Prescott to come to come back off an injury against the Philadelphia Eagles. Say he comes back next week against Philadelphia, one of the better teams in the NFL, and expect him to start playing, you know, good football. And then if he has a bad game, then we really got a serious controversy. Because the first thing people gonna say is, "Well, Cooper Rush is playing better than Dak Prescott." The way I see it, I think Bill Parcells said it a long time ago. You need to you need to play the hot hand until. Cooper Rush either goes down with an injury or he has a couple of bad games. Dak Prescott sits on the bench as far as I'm concerned. And I'd like to hear what you think about that scenario. Prescott Prescott. on the bench, but Cooper Rush to play.
0: All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call, Mike. Um, I'm going to say what I said the first hour. I'll say what I said again. It's Dak's job when he gets there. I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, Cooper Rush should go undefeated. I mean, it's Dak's team. They've paid him. That's who they paid. The only thing I will say is that there will be Dax human. There is going to be some pressure on him to play well and to win ball games because of Cooper. He can they can deny it. It's the elephant in the room and Dak, his brother, and everybody else. They know that's the case. They know that's the case. And I think he'll be okay. Like, that's what I just say. Keep the game simple. The same, Call it the same way. Get the same balance of carries between Pollard and Zeke. Keep doing what you're doing with Cooper. And I think, Dak, if you give him the same game plan, he'll be okay. I, but I do feel there's not really a rush to bring him back till he's 100% healthy because I come from the cloth, and my motto is you don't risk injury to your franchise or any young stud player. For one year run at a division, at a Super Bowl, at a at a conference championship, you don't take those chances. Especially somebody that's young in their career, coming in their prime, they got time. I just don't believe in that. So I just feel that because they have so much invested in him, and they really have no other solutions, the bottom line is is that you got to extra protect him in your investment. And I don't think he should be all the way back until he's a hundred percent healthy. Anyway, you listen to the sports grind. Presented by Dos Equis. we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett producing. I mean, Bartlett, excuse me, spending the one and two. He ain't producing, that's Jonas' job. We'll be back. professionalism respect accountability and communication these are the values at tiger sanitation serving the needs of the greater san antonio area from residential to commercial waste and recycling services tiger sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean after all as a local family-owned business their families live shop and play here too for more visit tigersanitation.com tiger sanitation official sponsor of the sports grind
2: The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The
0: fun starts here.
4: Every
0: time you look up, I'll be going something else, yeah that's me. Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Presented by Doseckis, Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios 1-800-707-9760 And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail And that is Zing Zing Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks They're easy to transport too for tailgating as well Some of y'all going out there to the state fair To see that Red River Showdown Get you some Zing Zing Make sure you stop by Specs near you or you can pick it up. That is Zing Zing, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. 1-800-707-9760. Of,
1: of course, you know, you don't even have to take them with you on the road. There's specs up all the way up in Dallas, over 100 location acro- oh, ca- locations oh, across locations across the specs state. specs everywhere you are uh, you're, you're, you're set, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, real quick before we get to Louie's phone call. Um... Just a couple other um I think we covered I covered pretty much the off the field the NFL news and notes that I wanted to get to. um definitely have some interesting games that we'll be getting into tomorrow uh, with the NFL breakout. You know, you got the bills. Uh, traveling to Baltimore. You know, Harbaugh came out of – he came under a lot of fire this week. Uh, A lot of people think he was reckless, you know, with his decision. You know, with four minutes left, I think it was. It was four minutes at the three-point ball game, 23-20. I mean, you don't elect to take the field goal. He had to answer for that. Remember, I think the Bills embarrassed Baltimore, I think, last year or something like that. So this year – and I think they're getting three. Um, I'll see if that game makes it. On the card, but that's one I'll definitely have my eye on when we talk about NFL tomorrow. Um, there are also some other uh, matchups, you know, that are going down this week. Uh, again, you're going to get Pickett's first start against that team, Buffalo. Um, we'll see how he does. You know, Mike Tomlin just saying, "Hey, looking for a spark. This is what we're looking for." Um, You know, we talked about it, that you have uh, Philadelphia, the last team that's undefeated going into Arizona, a team that's pretty much struggled. And an interesting one for me uh, would probably be that Miami Dolphins uh, going to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. You know, Jets are coming off of a win for the first time in Field. Zach Wilson's first start. You know, look, there's a lot of experts out there that don't really believe you know, by the way the line has been adjusted, that there's a big drop-off between Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Look, I've got a lot of respect for Teddy, but I think the way this offense is designed and timing and what Tua is good at in regards to accuracy, I think there is a little drop-off. Now, definitely, he has two studs at receiver that can help him out. Uh, that Teddy probably hadn't played with in a while of that caliber. But regardless, that's going to be interesting, man, because I like what Salah's doing on defense. And, again, I think this team might be looking to turn the corner with being competitive and sneaking games here and there with Zach. 1-800-707-976. Before we go on, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Louie. Louie, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox South Central Texas. What's up, Louie? Yeah, what's up,
4: Gavin? Thanks for taking the call, but – I wanted to call in and talk about um, about Tua. He, he kind of reminds me of um, the the career that, that Steve Young had, uh, somewhat similar to that. Um, if you look at that last play when he got hurt, uh, he kind of, I don't know if he was trying to let the ball go, but he kind of kind of threw his head back and then kind of decided just to tuck it in. But um, that's one thing that these smaller quarterbacks and Kyler Murray uh, Russell Wilson is pretty good at it. Um, kind of, they need to kind of learn how to take a hit. Tua's um, not that good at that. He kind of. It, hopefully, his career. I mean, keeps going. Um, they're a lot smaller playing against big guys in, in the NFL. So um, hopefully, he, he's able to go. But his, that's all I wanted to see. His, his career reminded me of that. And real quick, if you could uh, grade UTSA in the first four games, um, what, what, what grade would you give them? Uh, Tariq Woolen is, is a is a safety and playing for Seattle. I was hoping the Cowboys would have picked him up, but. They do have some talent there that could play in the NFL. If if you could give me a grade on them, I'd appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time.
0: All right, Louie. Well, first of all, Tyreek's a corner. Not to say he's playing corner with Seattle. He's off to a good start. He had a scoop and score. Interception, I think, was a pick six he had last week. Um yeah. Look, they before we get to your situation about Tua uh in UTSA, you know, this weekend's interesting for me. They've got the Revenge, the Conference USA Revenge game in the dome. Western Kentucky's coming in. UTSA's catching Land Six and a half at home. Um, I've seen pieces of Western Kentucky this year, not really more. I know this is a different team than what they played at the conference championship last year, but I still think when you have those revenge then, you know, we saw it with, you know, Baylor and Oklahoma State, how Oklahoma State came to Baylor with a mission because, like, hey, we remember that championship game. So I think this is going to be a tough one for UTSA. But a great lawyer, I mean, I think, you know, Trailer and UTSA overall, I mean, so far i give them give them an A. You know, at least a B plus because to me, they're still competitive. They've been competitive since he showed up. You know, they lost some few dudes to the draft. I mean, they're still, you know, again, I've said it this week. I think they do have at least two receivers that's probably gonna play on Sunday. So I give it at least a B plus or an A. But you know, I think they'll we'll see how tough this matchup, this rematch of this conference USA championship game is on Saturday. one eight hundred seven zero seven. 707. Nine seven sixty on the college front here, real quick. Some of the games will be pre- previewing tomorrow in our Dosaki's College Weekend Preview um, this weekend. I told you earlier in the beginning of the show, you know, you had Central Florida. You know, August Malzon got SMU last night, forty one to nineteen. That game really turned in the second half. You know, you uh Central Florida has struggled, you know, early on in the first half. We talked about SMU. A lot of their guys were sitting out, didn't want to get hurt, so they can get ready to transfer, rule and you know, ruin their eligibility for the transfer portal. That's something that's gonna be starting. You know, I'm telling you, that's gonna be starting in the in, in college football. That's another thing they gotta deal with. Uh but you, of course you got A and M and Alabama, okay? a and coming in as a 24-point underdog. That's a lot of points. Um, the pressure's kind of getting to Jimbo. You know, it comes to a time where, you know, you got you can't really have too many seasons like this. You know, the question of it is, this spread lets me know young Bryce Young is probably going to play. Now, parlay back to Fernando's call. Parlay back to that call when you talk about Tua. There's a lot of people believe out there that Tua is going to get hurt every year, that he's just going to miss some games because of his size, the way he plays. I mean, I don't like the fact that his injury prone title, because to me, people look at the freak. I think that was a freak injury uh, against Mississippi State. I think it was in college with the hip, you know, before the year he came up was supposed to come out for the draft. I believe that his durability sometimes is a little bit overrated in regards to he's not durable, but definitely with his size, it could be a concern with injury. Uh, But I think he'll be okay. I think he does. I mean, you'll have to probably make sure that you have a good line around Tua. He probably will have to take his, you know, medicine. Because if you look at him, and you look at even that play I've talked about years ago when he got hurt against Mississippi State, his hip. And if you look at, you know, Young at Alabama right now, the play that he got hurt You know, last week against Arkansas, sometimes these two guys, they hold on the ball too long. They're running around instead of it's not there, just throw it away. Some of this time, some of this stuff is just unnecessary hits. So that's going to be interesting to see what AM team shows up. They've got to they've have some moxie. You know, Alabama's tough when you're talking about Shawshank Redemption. a and beat them last year. So another one that definitely will be we'll talk about tomorrow and look at it stat-wise, and that's number eight, Tennessee, going into LSU, Baton Rouge, Death Valley. Now, if this game was at night, we'd see some. It's 11 o'clock, okay? Tennessee's a favorite in that one um definitely going to look at that cuz this is a good test you know they're undefeated they're 1 and 0 in the SEC LSU's 4 and 1 they're 2 and 0 in the SEC me personally i think Tennessee's the better the better football team okay i think they're better football team another one that's interesting to me as well Utah going to take on UCLA you know UCLA's undefeated Utah's still favored in this one you know Utah was a lot of people's Pac12 representative to get one of those four playoff spots quietly Chip Kelly, around a college team, quietly he's kind of getting it going. You know, he's got a quarterback there that's been with him since he's been there. You know, he's been there like four years already. And you can see him finally catching on. He's definitely matured since last year, me watching him. But, you know, quietly he's got this team. Are they ready to take the next step, Pac-12? Because I'll tell you right now, if they upset Utah in in the Coliseum at home, well, not yeah, they play the Coliseum, or whatever they play. No, USC plays the Coliseum. If they upset them at home in L.A., let's leave it at that. I think that you'll start getting more buzz about Chip Kelly and the Bruins if they do it that way. So those are some of the games that we'll be looking at tomorrow uh, for college. Again, you know, um, and then we'll get ready for the Sunday matchups, you know, some really good games, I think, in the NFL as we start to find out what teams, who they really are, you know, who, what their identity is going to be. Some teams really don't know what their identity is, okay, Take one of those teams playing a night. I don't think that Denver has really, you know, pretty much got an identity pretty much yet. They're working on it, but nobody can tell me the identity is good defense. But on offense, they really don't have an identity. And maybe that takes time with a new coach and all that. But they're definitely under uh, scrutiny there. Uh, but we're going to go to the phones. When I get back, I want to talk about the uh, baseball because, you know, Tomorrow, postseason starts. I want to look at some of these series prices with baseball getting going tomorrow. But let's go to the phones here first. Let's go to Zach. Zach, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox, South Central Texas. What's up, Zach?
2: Well, you know I had to call today, man. You know yeah. I had to. My two, two cents, cents. <laughs> uh I don't know. I'm in the grocery store, so I don't know if you hear that music. I don't want to, you, know. you know. But uh but I... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't have no expectations for my team. I ain't gonna lie about it. I, I mean that Denver defense has been like the other defenses. They're probably gonna beat us up because we can't block. We, you know, we just turnstiles up front. But I, my question to you is, what is the game watching situation? Is it side by side? Is it opposite ends of the house, or whatever that may be? And I, I'll
3: take it off the air.
1: <laughs> That's
0: funny. Did we have a Twitter? Since somebody asked something on
1: Twitter about that too. Yeah, Dante asked if you guys if you guys have a wager. You and AC.
0: Well, we placed a wager. Well, she's been wanting to bet since the schedule came out. But I say, hey, man, I got. to I told her that in what eight? I think I told her that when the schedule came out in May. I was like, man, I got to check health wise. Man, we got and little do we know? Um, we'll probably solidify that maybe. And the watching things. I mean, look, man, I don't know. I mean, I've thought. I mean, this is probably. but We've been together for a while, so this is probably our. Maybe third one. I mean, they don't play every year, but this is probably the third one that we've been through. Three or four. One of them was a playoff one. Um, I think that the Colts have probably got a little bit of the best because I know Peyton Manning had a hard time beating ass when he left them. It was so emotional for him. So those are some L's. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I had thought about was it smart to watch this game, you know, together. I mean, I also know it started this week. I mean, there's been more of an attitude this, this, you know, this week. It's just one of those things. Because I'm, I'm the one that's been humble all offseason. I knew I had a rookie coach come in. This whole, for Zach, her whole thing. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, with AC coming, oh, yeah, Matt Rowe, you're going to blaze up. Look, I mean, we'll see. I mean, both teams got issues. One's unachieving. other one, nobody had nothing really to do. The other one, everybody just pocket-watching because everybody got Sierra fatigue and less ride. Ain't nobody saying they were one team away. I mean, one quarterback away in Colorado. Now the coach and everything. Look, Indy – is under a lot of pressure tonight more than the home team okay more than the home team now do i think they both need this game yes they do i'm not trying to sell you that denver don't need this game but i think indy if they want frank right and if they really love to play from this is the spot that they always have responded whether they got guys on ir they play They've got to get out to a fast start. The other thing I will say about this game, too, when I'm looking for Denver is, again, you know, highs to get him going. But, you know, Denver's coming off of giving up a 100-yard rusher for the first time. Brandon Jacobs looked like he was back running in the SEC. I'm like, damn, man, I ain't seen him run like this since he was with the Todd or his rookie year with the Raiders. Had about 100 yards. But thanks to Melvin Gordon, took the whole air out of the damn team. That's what happened. Man, he, man let me tell you something, man. I might make the news tonight that guy puts it on the ground. Or either go get on the first flight. I don't even like to fly. Just go get the first flight. They'd be making a Netflix thing Like, frame that stalker. Some guy basically doing radio and Santa has been arrested for stalking Melvin Gordon. You know, not ask the plane put one on the ground tonight. You know, it's hard as hell enough to win in the NFL, and especially if you don't come in tears. But I expect this defense to have a better effort. Look, every defense has played the Colts the same way. Put it in the box, stop them from run, and let's see what Matty Ice can do. And let me see if he can get it to Pittman. They'll be concentrated more on the run. That's every deep Jacksonville, Lovey Smith, Kansas. Everybody has played the Colts the same way until Matt Ryan finds a way to open up. Now, I will tell you, Mo Cox, the other young tight end that they got that caught a touchdown pass against Kansas City. You know, the tight end over there. There's one thing that Denver under Vic, Vance Joseph. So far in week one or whatever we've seen with Denver, great defenses. One thing they cannot do is guard tight ends. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Just by the naked eye test of me, they can't guard tight ends to save their life. And that's, that has to do a lot with the subpar not having them studs at them linebacker positions. You know, choosing Noah offense over Bud Dupree. No, not the, Bud Dupree, the, excuse me, Devin Bush, choosing him over Bush. Come on, man. You know, come on. C.J. Mosley, choosing somebody over C.J. Mosley, let Ozzie Newton just fall in the Baltimore's lap. Stop come back and bite your ass. But I heard a lot of excuses, Zach. I didn't. I let that slide, okay, because I heard you come, well, you're probably the offensive line. No, man. Y'all went, it was, it was the money, right? Oh, man, it's not about just his performance. It's just Carson's making all this money. So is that right pass rusher, okay, in Buckner. He's got a ski mask on, man. He's riding around with Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett, and all of them and set it off, robbing stuff. And this offensive line in Denver has been, yeah, it's been, it's been better, but they've had, you know, Garrett Bowles left. Hand. He's gone back to where Garrett was the first time. He's been struggling, surprisingly, in the last couple. But some of it, I will admit, if, we want, if I want to join the criticism of Russell party, oh, he's old, this and this. That Some of them rumors were false up in Seattle about, oh, Russell wanted out. He wanted this. One of the rumors that might be true, Russell's on the ball a little bit too long. He's got to make a decision on what he wants to do. Either he wants to get the ball out or he wants to take off. But it goes with my adage, my whole theme of the season. These old guys don't want to get hit. That's why Matt Ryan keep putting it on the turf every time you breathe on him because they just don't want to get hit. All right, real quick before we get out of here. Baseball, you know, postseason starts tomorrow. So I want to look at some of these matchups, okay, that we've got tomorrow. And they'll say everything starts with the Rays and Guardians. The Guardians are favored in this series, minus 120. Uh, Rays are getting even money on this series. Um, I just know the Rays have struggled most all season on the road. So, you know, they're open. I think this starts in Cleveland. I think the series starts in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Uh, According to MLB.com, all
0: the three games are for Cleveland. Okay. Well, this is the first year of this whole wild card. like expanded. The new plate, yeah. So you mean to tell me the be, the whole best out of three? I missed this part of the rule. So you mean to tell me the whole best out of these three series is all with whoever the home? That's it? I'm looking right at their wow. schedule.
1: All three. So so when okay. you get to the NL wild card, of course, Philly, mm-hmm. all three games at St. Louis.
0: Well, you know, the Rays have really struggled this season on the road. They haven't been a good road team. So I didn't know that, but that's basically interesting. The next one that you'll have is we didn't really give credit to them because we got, you know, Monday, football, Tuesday. But the Mary Mariners broke the streak. They in the postseason. The longest active non-professional, athlete, you know, team not to be making the playoffs were the Mariners. They no longer have that title. Okay, they're going to be taking on the Blue Jays. They're underdog. They're a slight underdog in this series at plus one thirty. You can get the Blue Jays minus one fifty. Uh, look, the last time the Mariners was in, they kind of got in. They kept winning. That was a long time ago. Ken Griffey, that whole squad back then. I, you know, too, luckily they're doing this in Canada because I know Seattle, They their crowd would have been electric, being that hungry. Um, but that should be an interesting series. And then you talked about the Phillies and the Cardinals. Look, Albert Pujol said he tweaked something with his swing made a little adjustment at the All-Star break. He's been on fire. He passed Babe Ruth. He added on to his home run t- uh, title. And there could be some, you know, some of these Cardinals teams, the titles they want, there's something special that brews with them. And then they pretty much just come out and make one of these magical runs. This could be it for them. The whole Albert Pujols go out on top, decide to come back home. They're minus 125, a slight favorite over the Phillies. I like them over the Phillies. That's probably the one series that I probably like. You know, the Phillies was trying to give away a playoff spot coming down the stretch. They struggled. And then the last one, you have Padres against the Mets. Now, I've said it all season that I thought the Mets was the most consistent team. New York, you know, this whole judge race took some pressure off of how they came in to backslide into the postseason. Uh, but I like them over the Padres as well. So, we'll see. That gets tipped off tomorrow. We'll get into our weekend preview of football tomorrow. But that is a wrap for today. So, special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett, spinning the one and twos. All right. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, colleen people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning and my people down the radio, don't forget about that. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.